welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the variety show for all things Airtable. Each episode, we cover four different segments. It's always fresh and different and lots of fun while you get the insider info on all things Airtable. Our hosts and guests are some of the most senior experts in the Airtable community. Join us live each week on our YouTube channel every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And join our active community at builtonair.com join. Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software. And that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor on tear.com and we will see you next time on the built on air podcast. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast, the live show. This is episode four of season eight. Glad you could be with us today. I am Dan Fellers. With us today, we have Ali Alosa and Hannah Wigington, both uh, regular uh, hosts with us today. Welcome. All right. Today's show, we're going to be doing a lot of variety stuff. Built on Air podcast is a variety show where we do four different segments throughout the hour and lots of fun and different things. Today, um, as always, we're gonna start off by talking about what's going on in the community, what we call our Around the Bases, and we'll go through each of the communities and just have a discussion of what's new, what's going on, what people are talking about to keep you informed of everything happening in the Airtable universe. So with that, we always like to start with Airtable's community, always the Kind of place centralized place where where lots of discussion going on. Um, I don't know if either of you have been involved in in the community this week. Discussion. I think one thing I I, I saw was um, lots of discussion around um, document creation, which is always a, a hot topic. You know, page designer always trying to figure out how to make page designer work for <laughs> for people. Um, that seems to be an ongoing battle, I think is working with that, but there was a, or is it, oh yeah, here's one that's got quite a bit. This has been happening for, um, months now, years, <laughs> 2019, <laughs> automatic document creation. Um, so there are solutions out there. Mini extension has one. Um, there's a new one, Document, that I think is mentioned in here as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually leaked a little bit of information of something coming in onto air. Not quite ready to release, but it's in development and I've been playing with it and it's amazing. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so Yay. more to come on that. <laughs> That's that exciting. Great. Yeah, that'll be a great addition because page designer people, you know, it's great to have something, but it's just so basic. You just can't do a whole lot with it. Yeah. 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 And that's where, you know, third part, it, it's a tough problem to solve. Um, you know, our approach is to integrate with, with the Google suite, which already has a lot of the functionality that, that you would need. And so, um that's kind of the approach that we're taking but there are third-party solutions document i think is very promising um i think i think that will develop over time as a solid solution um you know bill bill french has done some stuff 
Um, he's got some interesting approaches. So yeah, so definitely, you know, using, you know, this approach, uh, the Zapier approach and Google Slides, you know, that that definitely is is a possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess Process Street looks like they've got something. So there's lots of different ways. I don't think that there is like the perfect solution out there for document creation. Um, but maybe it's coming, hopefully. I hope that Airtable just, it's all they would need to do is just like allow us to automate pulling the PDF out of Page Designer. Like that yeah. would be, that would just be amazing. It would solve so many problems. Yeah. Yeah. But that but and then the ability to like grow tables, right? The dynamic mm -hmm. height issue. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that, that would be huge too. Like to be able to, you know, push it down to another page if it's yeah. too long. Yeah. Um, something that I do and I'll get into it a little bit during the field focus section is I mark up data with HTML and then I push that to um, Google Docs or there's or like Cloud Convert. There's several third party apps that you can turn HTML into a PDF. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little more technical, but it's a little more customizable as well. Yep. Yep. I actually think our friend uh, Kavan has a has an app in the marketplace that that does that as well. Um, so that's, that's an app we're checking out in the app store and, uh, yeah, so that anything else going on bulk downloads, that seems to be, uh, a <laughs> challenge. I think, yeah, there's a lot of discussion on that one. That's also one that's been around for a while. Um, And I'm trying to look for other. Hmm. There's another <laughs> one. Yeah. Google Docs from Airtable. So yeah, that. So that's kind of the the approach that that we're looking to to take and make that easier. So Hootsuite. So that's interesting because Hootsuite they actually have direct integration with Hootsuite, so you don't need to go through Zapier anymore. Hopefully. Somebody yeah. Um, interestingly enough, on in another Facebook group I'm in, it's a copywriting group. Uh, someone was asking about a way to keep their content calendar and then post to, you know, all the social media outlets. And I said, well, you can use Airtable and they have a Hootsuite integration. So then you can, you know, just do everything from there. And a couple of days later, she replied back and she goes, oh, my gosh. Airtable, like I'm, I'm in awe. I have this <laughs> new playground, and I was like, "Well, welcome, come to the Built on Air community and the Facebook group." <laughs> nice job, yeah. Evangelizer. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's um, that that is a use case, and you actually can get to where you don't even need Hootsuite, right? Except for Instagram. But mm -hmm. Airtable has direct connections to Twitter and Facebook. So for if those are your only channels, you can actually schedule it, you know, using automations and dates all within Airtable and then just push directly to Twitter and Facebook through those integrations. Mm -hmm. um, Ho Hootsuite, I'm sure, gives, you know, more and it also has more connectors. But, but you could actually you know, replicate a lot of what Hootsuite does directly in Airtable now. So that's, mm -hmm. that's I saw a, somebody, someone did one on the universe. I can't remember what the name of it is, but they even used page designer to make a mock-up of what each post would look like on each platform. And it was really cool. It was like, they had like the like buttons at the bottom yep. and everything. And it looked really slick. I think, yeah, I think it's in the universe. You can get, there's a marketing, uh, a base that has the page designer all designed out for the different, yeah that i've actually used that with the clients really cool so that works one more i was going to show on this one this is an interesting one so if you're not aware airtable does have a limitation on the number of fields that you can create mm -hmm. so 500 fields is the maximum number of fields which seems like a lot but apparently not for some people. <laughs> Is that per table or per base? Uh, per table. Yeah. 
So per table, one table can have up to 500 fields in it. <clears throat> and which is different than the records. The records are across all tables, but the field limit is, is per table. And so, man, that is a lot of fields to, to maintain. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand what, what this person was doing was um, they have a lot of complex formulas. And instead of having all of that complexity in one formula, they break it into smaller pieces and then aggregate up into another formula, you, you know, referencing the, the smaller formulas. So, so you could do that. Um, you know, it, that could grow pretty big if you're doing, you know, versus the one mega formula that's got everything in it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not well advertised, although I think, uh, I think Kavan might've linked to it that shows where it is. I hadn't seen this page right here, but it talks about some of the limitations. It's not advertised. It's not on the pricing page. So it's somewhere buried in the support that talks about, um, some of those less known limitations so yeah so if you if you've got a big i would probably say that i don't know ali what's the biggest number of fields you've seen i have a couple tables that are in the higher hundreds okay. um <laughs> i have also i've done a coaching session with somebody that they have a big team that uses Airtable, and every time they want to add a new field, they have to find one that they can delete before they can do it. Like that, it was that big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty intense. Uh, yeah. You know, I just imagine the scrolling that you have to do to to find your data. <laughs> it becomes really frustrating. Like I've had people that like I, I wrote a script once to allow somebody to type in a field name, and it'll tell them what tables it's on. Like because they couldn't even find where each one was. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's where plug for our Ontario Amplify. That's where that would come in, help manage mm -hmm. some of that complexity. So yeah, so it, 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 they're out there in the wild, some pretty big um, uh, bases. So all right, continuing on, the next community is our own built-on-air community. We have a large um, Slack community where people can talk about what's going on, um, different channels for different topics. Um, also just a great place to, to interact and get kind of more real-time uh, support. So check that out, sign up for our newsletter, builtonair.com. And um, there's there's been some interesting discussion, questions about Amplify. I think duplicate records, that's that's something that will be coming in Amplify. I've gotten some good feedback on that, but it's definitely a challenge. Uh, I've heard multiple times, you know, people trying to figure out how do you deal with duplicates. There is a there is a app um, in the marketplace that helps with duplicates. So you could do that. Um, and then there was another, oh yeah, dealing with uh, importing data, JSON data. So if you're dealing with importing data, actually I've been working with Peter on on um, finding a solution there for him with, with our products as well. So um, data migration for images. How do you get images into Airtable was another discussion we were having. Um, and that, that's a challenge. It needs to be... The biggest thing with attachments or images is, um, you know, anything like the the scripting app. The, actually, the script app scripting you can actually upload an image um, or an attachment. They they do have, don't they, Ali? Or am I making that up? They've got a file they, upload. They do, but I, it might have only been for CS. I think they only accept certain file types, but I, they could have improved upon that recently. I'm not sure. That's right. I think it is CSV only. Yeah, that's that was the limitation. So, um, it, yeah, to process it, and then you have to read it, and so they don't allow to. The main thing is you have to somehow get it up into the cloud for attachments, and so that was the recommendation here for Cherry is get, you got to get it into like Google Drive or some box or Dropbox. And then from there, everything has a URL and then it can get into, um, into Airtable via the, the API. So 
we do that in our Amplify product. We do have a way to upload and but we have to, we had to come up with our own way to get it up to the cloud and then download it into Airtable. So not not an easy thing, but it is doable. Yeah. All right, moving on. Airtable. Um, again, Airtable or sorry, Reddit for Airtable. A uh, bit more technical. Um, there's the document just launched talking about that um you see a lot of bubble discussion actually also on the facebook community i'm seeing more and more people talking yeah. about bubble Same. yeah so that seems to be uh an integration you know i still haven't i have played with bubble but still haven't adopted it um but it seems like others are chris dancy most connected man he's got some crazy charts going on <laughs> so fascinating always yeah yeah he uh he posted inside when we get to the facebook community he has another post similar to this it's interesting to see he puts everything in there and i love organizing but oh he's way yeah. above me <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like a 3D, 3D tour of every room. Like, mm -hmm. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know that anybody could compete with him on <laughs> <laughs> diagramming their life. Yeah. Uh, questions on the, the Airtable schema. Um, so I guess there was like a code. There was, there was some code out there. This was... You know, one of the biggest challenges is for developers trying to understand the the schema of a base. Um, and so in the past, there was like scripts that you could use to like extract it from the API documentation page. And then they released uh, a meta API, but it looks like they've they've shut off access to that. Seems like people, I we do have access to it um, and they, they did have it open for a while. And then it seems like they've, kind of close that off. They're not opening that up. Um, so people still trying to, to solve that issue. They did make major improvements to the schema app. I think, I mean, they did a while back, but at first when the app came out, like it, I didn't, it was not usable. If your base was like over a certain, you know, if you have too many fields or too many tables, it was just, you couldn't zoom in or out or move it around, but now you can zoom in, zoom out, and drag around the tables. So it actually works pretty well. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Um, people looking for help. Oh yeah. This was one I was going to bring up where to go browser or app. So there are actual, um, apps that you can like run from your computer. They're basically just wrappers around the, the web application, but there are some nuances to it. So it was interesting, a poll on which you use. I'm going to vote. I still use it in the browser. Do either of you use the desktop app? I do, but only because I have to be logged into like three accounts at one time. So I'll have a different browser mm -hmm. on each account, <laughs> but like the Airtable app, the, the desktop app, I don't mind, but I can't use emojis as easily mm. as I can because I have the touch bar on my Mac and that just doesn't pop up on the desktop app. <laughs> <laughs> so if you you got to have the emojis. I, I agree. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Some people swear by it. They love the desktop app. Yeah, um, yeah I just haven't got around to, to using the desktop app. So yeah, I usually have lots of tabs going on. I use a plugin session box that helps you have multiple tabs with different sessions. So that's, that's useful for logging into to different, um, accounts. So, yeah, anything else? So yeah, mostly technical stuff. Um, all right, let's go to Facebook. Something. Let's refresh this page. Facebook is not playing nice. There we go. I think I saw Ali. I think you were responding. I did a little built-on air plug. Yeah. But 
<laughs> it was a yeah Tanae Pant um someone I interviewed last season did pretty much exactly what this guy was looking for um in that you can take a picture of a receipt and it creates a JSON file that you can then push into Airtable with all the different numbers which was pretty cool yeah that would be cool yeah so yeah there's definitely tools out there that one's kind of like a open source Zapier replacement um which is pretty cool. Yeah, so, N8N, I believe it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the the issue was yeah, taking an image and and trying to extract it and and extract the data. Here's the uh, Chris Dancy life in his world of he has his whole house <laughs> out of all the technology he has in every room. So this one actually must uh, it's an older post, but came back up. Um, another another plug for bubble and how you can actually get um, PDFs sent into Airtable through bubble. So yeah, Bubble is very flexible. So you can definitely do a lot in there, and they've got they've got some cool tools. But yeah, definitely, he mentions it here. Bit of a learning curve. I've heard that many times. Yeah. <laughs> so somebody else. It looks like Telegram has an integration with their table. If you're doing any Telegram messaging, and I think. It's weird. Facebook's weird how some are recent and then some are older. Yeah, it's odd. You can change the sort. I think it sorts it by if somebody commented recently uh, on it, it puts it back at the top. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to. There we go. All right. So for free mom hugs, how to stay organized kind of tough you know you gotta need to know a little bit more about what um you're trying to organize but hopefully there's something in the universe to help her yeah so that's kind of uh facebook i don't see any new ones more page designer questions all right last one is youtube see what kind of videos we've got going on um, again kind of it's interesting and now it's back to the old view of straight down they must be doing some a b testing last week they had a different layout mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're doing some testing now and it looks like somebody else is live right now some air table and integromat in uh italian it looks like and yeah, so we've got a lot of international. Um, we got Aaron who works at Airtable. He's got a great channel. We're checking out. And then definitely Gareth as well. Great channel. Another bubble. Bubble again is the theme for today. <laughs> I think this is the same one that, that was on uh, Reddit. Developer, um, how to set up API endpoints, um, creating a CRM. Oh, so this one's from Airtable. So this is an official one. Oh, cool. So how to set up your CRM. Yeah. A new one from Airtable. Copy paste. Yeah, copy paste if you're trying to copy from Excel into Airtable may cause some issues so that might be a good video if you run into that issue yeah i've noticed if you try and copy a column that has empty cells at the top then it'll just start wherever the first row is like where you when you paste it so it can totally get things mistransposed pretty easily you have to pay attention to it yeah yeah you gotta be careful there yeah yeah, it looks like, um, yeah, lots of videos going on. Softer doing a, a demo. Also, she was on uh, Built on Air's podcast last season. So and it looks like this is the, uh, I guess this is different than their, 
and they're uh, they're off the record. So Ben and and Chris do a live show as well. Looks like Camille was on their show. So Camille, staying busy. <laughs> all right. So lots of new lots of new videos, all sorts of stuff going on. Okay, so with that, I think um, no no big announcements from Airtable this week that I'm aware of, um, but uh, we are getting towards the end of the month, which seems to be when they put out their announcements. So maybe next week we'll have some new toys to play with from Airtable. <laughs> All right, we're now gonna move on to a quick ad from our primary sponsor. Um, Onto Air is the primary sponsor of, of the Built on Air podcast. I'm the founder of Built on Air, and we're on Onto Air and want to do a spotlight on one of the features that we have inside of our Amplify products. So, Amplify is the premier editor in the marketplace um, for working with your Airtable data and makes it much easier to interact with your data and build things in columns as well as manage your your stuff. And so today I wanted to highlight the benefits of using Amplify for quick data entry. And um, so within this interface, you can see this is on a per record basis. So this is just one record. This is a sample CRM environment and you can lay out your data in columns. And so you can set up as many columns as you want grouped by what makes sense to your data. And you can also interact with data that's in the linked table itself. So this linked record is actually editing data in a separate table than, than our primary table here. And so with the ability to quickly add a new record, you just click on the plus button and that will take you to a blank um, row. And the cool thing is, is we have the ability to set defaults where on every field within this, you can specify default values. So for your status field, a new record always defaults to in progress for the status. We maybe have a default amount um, or a default um, date when it's opened. So for dates, you can actually say timestamp it to right now. And so let's, and so then um, once you create a new record, you can simply set the default values and that will instantly um, set the defaults that we had. And so it set the status to in progress. It set the, the date open to today's date and it set the sales rep to the default sales rep. And you can see here, this is the linked record that we see uh, coming from the other table in this column. So with that, you can, you can do a lot of, um, you can set up different defaults in different columns. So depending on the use cases, you can have different um, ways to set your default values. So really powerful for data entry quickly. Um, you can navigate through all of your records, add more in the next release. We'll have the ability to clone the current record and do much more there. So check out Onto Air Amplify in the marketplace and and be able to maximize your interaction with your Onto Air or your Airtable data in working with the Amplify product. Let's move on to our next segment. I'm going to continue on. So scripting time. So this is this is supposed to you're supposed to be thinking of the song closing time in your head. That's kind of what it <laughs> so, Okay, I the, am now. <laughs> now. Now it might be stuck in your head. Yeah. We need to put that music in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll add it for the for the after edit. <laughs> so scripting time, very powerful aspect of of um Airtable is the ability to um, generate scripts and you can write scripts either inside of a scripting app, app that you can like trigger off of a, off of a button click, or you can also write scripts inside of an automation. And so for today, we're going to continue on. If you look at previous episodes, we have our, um, automate create segment where we were dealing with some automations and working with webhooks to communicate from one automation to another. And those were actually from one base to another. 
And so moving data, copying data from one base to another is really a powerful way of, of using the, the webhooks to try to generate your own kind of sync process where both sides could be editable. So it has some advantages over the, using the, um, the sync functionality from Airtable. But the last piece that we hadn't finished with automations that does require some scripting is the ability to look for an existing record. And if you find it, update your data with um, the data that's coming from the automation. And if you don't find it, then create a new record so that the built-in Airtable automations like um, creating a new record or updating an existing, they don't have the ability to kind of do one or the other depending on if you find a match. So we're gonna do that scenario in our scripting time segment here. So I've got um, the layout of what we need to do. So the first thing that we need to do is, um, so we're passing in the name and the record ID and this record ID is coming from another base. So it's not the record ID of what we're looking for, but we have a, um, we have a source ID in this table. And this is where we're gonna store the source of where we're looking for a match. And so this is where we're gonna perform a lookup to say, okay, this is, this is the record that's linked to our record from our other base. So that's where we're looking for the match. So to get the table from the base, um, we're gonna call this our um, pipeline table. So we create our variable, call it table pipeline. And so there's a built-in variable called base that's always available. And I love um, Airtable's editor has a really good autocomplete and it even gives you the names of your tables. It makes it really easy to, to pull in a table. So now I have a reference to my, to my table and then now I need to get all the records with that table. Um, so I'll call them pipeline records. And so here we need to use the await, um, which is a way where it will sit there and wait while the table returns all of the records. And so we use the select record async and we're not um, adding any kind of sort. The sorting doesn't necessarily matter as much. Um, so this will return us a query um, record that gives everything that we need. And um, it, there's other ways you can do this, but there's kind of another step to get the actual records, we need to get them from this. And it's just the uh, record variable. So this isn't the function, it's just the variables. Okay, so now we need to loop through them and find a matching record based on our input ID with mapping with the source ID in there. So we're gonna do a for loop. Um, actually, maybe not, let's do a, let's do a, a find. So we're gonna look for our find. So we're gonna, um, so every variable or every array, so this is an array in JavaScript, there's a find function on there. And, um, and this is how you do a, um, this is how we're looking up the value inside that record. And we want the source ID and we're gonna, um, match it with our ID. So if there is a match, this will find it. So this will basically loop through all of the records. And if the source ID is equal to our ID, then it will find it. So if something got returned here, now we know that we need to um, perform an update. Otherwise, we're going to do a create. So the simple way is um, once we have our pipeline, you can do an update uh, record async. So anytime you see, they make it easy to know when you need to use the await function because I'm pretty sure all of their, they're pretty consistent. All of their functions that end in async then require the await. So they, may, they, they use that naming convention to make it easier to understand when, when you need to use the await. Um, and let's see. 
What do we need here? So we need our record ID. So that will be our match.id and then our fields. And we're going to update um, our name. So that's all we're doing. We just passed our name. And um, so our name value here is going to be to the name that we're passing in from the previous base. So that's the only update. And then um, on this side, when we don't find a match, that means we just need to do a create. So there's create record async and we've got our await. And now this one, you don't need to pass in an ID. And so we do our name. And then on this one, we need to add our source ID so that it's stored there um, for future ones. So that the next time, now that we have our source ID with that, the next time that this updates from our source, it will find it and then just perform the update. So that should do our match or update or create, depending on finding that, that matching key value. So if everything ran correctly, nothing was there. So this should create a new record with our name um, in there. So let's see if it works. Ran successfully. So coffee packing came. And so it should. Um, did not live demos there it is it's at the top it was high. all right <laughs> so put it at the top there you go so we just updated the name obviously to finish this out you'd update all of the values um that are coming over from the source and then now we have our source id um, that the next time that this particular one would run, it should match that and perform an update instead of a create. So nice, simple tool. I'll share this code with, with this video and help you um, perform a, a live update or create from either the same base or a different base, however it makes sense for your scenario. So hopefully that helps you with your scripting initiatives and getting deep in there. Don't be afraid to jump into scripting. Definitely a learning curve, but it really opens up a whole new set of possibilities of, of what you can do with, with Airtable. All right. Awesome. We are now going to go on to oops, our field focus. And right. I'm going to hand off to Allie. She's going to share her screen here and she's going to walk us through that one all right can you see my screen now i'm not on the same window anymore yep <laughs> excellent all right so i'm going to dive into the roll-up field which is my personal favorite favorite field <laughs> um i almost never use a lookup field anymore just because there's all sorts of caveats with it um with a roll-up field you can also pass a formula function within like the aggregate function um, so that you can actually cut down significantly on the number of fields that you need. Um, so most people are used to using a roll-up field to perform like mathematical functions. Like, you know, you can sum up numbers on another table or get an average. Um, this one's pretty simple. is just looking at the dates of an interaction and to back up a little bit, if you couldn't tell by the title, this is just a really basic CRM example. Um, so we have our people, we have interactions, and then companies. Um, and then this summary table we'll talk about shortly. Um, so this is very simple. Just we're looking at the date field on the interactions table, and we're saying, tell me what the most recent date is using the max values aggregate function. So a lot of people, mm -hmm. When they're looking at a CRM, a question I see come up a lot is, how do I know what the most recent interaction was? So this is step one to doing that. And this will just tell you, okay, this was the last time that I've reached out to this person. But then say you wanted to also pull in data from that most recent interaction and see that on your people table. You can go and essentially i must have it hidden no i don't so this roll up field here is just 
essentially looking back at the people table and pulling over that roll up to get the latest interaction to get it back on the interactions table. So we're from the interactions, we're entering a date, we're getting the most recent date on the people table, and then we're pushing that back over to the interactions. So now we can see for any given person what the most recent interaction was. And this is a kind of weird situation because mm -hmm. what I would really love to be able to do is within this roll-up field, write a function to compare the dates, but I, I, it just never works. It always gives me an error. So if anybody has any ideas about that one. That's essentially, a neat trick. Thank you. Yeah, this is like, so essentially I want to put this formula inside of the roll-up field, but it doesn't, it just always gives me an error for some reason. Um, but basically this is saying, okay, if my date and the most recent interaction are the same, then I know that this is my most recent interaction for this person. Hmm. So if I were to go and add another row to John Doe and make that today, this becomes our most recent interaction. And let's just put in a couple items in here. And now on our people table, I can see in this roll up here, I've added a condition to show only where that field most recent is not empty. So it's just gonna pull over the most recent data that I've collected from that interaction with that person. So that's something pretty helpful, I think, when it comes to CRMs. Yeah. Yeah, I like how you, you're cross-referencing everything. So really, anywhere you look, you just have this snapshot of, of where, where you are in the interactions with the person. Exactly. And another thing people want to do is like see all of their notes that they've taken for that person. Um, and I have kind of two ways here. This button is not using the roll-up field, which is the purpose of this little segment, but essentially this button leads to like a filtered view, or no, wait, I did it in Page Designer. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's one option. Um, but if I go back to my interactions table, I have this field here, which is called notes roll-up. And anytime I'm using a field that, or like I'm creating a field with a formula that can essentially live in the background I always put a little gear emoji in front of it so that I know like, hey, you can keep this hidden and don't mess with it. Um, and essentially I'm just putting a little emoji and then time stamping it. And then I'm putting in the type of the contact so you can see in person, phone call or email, and then all of the notes separated with a new line character. So for each interaction I have with a person, I get this little note bubble here. Then I can roll that up on the people table and I can get time-stamped list of all of my notes with a person. Oh, I love that. And the yeah, formula, yeah. For, what was yeah, that, Dan? You got the separator in there to make it visual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. And this is totally arbitrary. I actually stole this from Kavan, the little asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah. but. I, could just get rid of that, those all together and just have new lines. And then it looks like this, whoops. Yeah, and that's so, a great technique there. Um, they don't give you the, the helper to let you know that you can add a separator in there. Although I, I think it is documented in their formula support page, but their, their auto guide there doesn't tell you that. So it's a little bit of a hidden trick there. Exactly. And it comes in handy. Um, definitely. Uh, the little HTML trick I was talking about earlier is I use that for, um, I use the separator trick to do that. So if I wanted to like make a table of all of my interactions with a single person, like an HTML table, I usually just put in, you know, HTML table row. And I can start by putting in my uh, table data cells or tags here. And I'll just do like person and date. I always 
do, use an if statement before I put in any date time format, because if not, you'll just get a bunch of errors. <clears throat> and slash TV. So essentially this can become one row of a table. And then when I go back to my people table, and I'll add a little roll up field, interactions. I have a keyboard shortcut because I use this so much. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I do slash TR, TR as my separator, and also start with TR and end with slash TR. So there you see you're showcasing that it's not just formulas that you can use there. You can actually use the, the ampersand to concatenate strings. Yeah, exactly. And I can say slash table. So now this becomes a little HTML table. And I can put it in here. This is my little text editor that I use to display things. And you can see that that's lining it up appropriately. And you can get super, super fancy with that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that yeah. trick really is powerful. Could you go back to the um, where you show the formula that it's the current note or the current yeah. direction? Absolutely. Just want to make sure that we really understand this. So. If the date is the date of the most. Here, I'm going to move over my yeah. most recent. And then the most recent is a roll up. Of a roll up of this, of the date. So it's like date gets rolled up to people and then gets rolled back to interactions for each person. Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of going up and down. Right. And that one, the most recent interaction is using the max uh, function, right? To determine the max date. It is, yes. Yeah. It's the yeah. same function on this table and on the people. Yeah, great. One last little thing, I get way too excited, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I have this summary table and I have all of my people linked to it. So if you noticed here, I have this grouped by that summary record. Um, so that way I can roll up all the names of everybody. I could do this with emails as well. Um, and then here, this is a very handy formula that was shared by W. Van Hall. And he had shared it from somebody else, I think from years ago. But basically this whole thing is saying, how many times does a value appear in this string? So I'm saying the name, how many times does the name John Doe appear in this array join array compact values from people? So this is a different approach of getting duplicates in a base. Hmm. And I could see that John Doe appears twice here. If I add another line and say Jim Doe, that should also, now oh. we've got two, two Jim Doe's hmm. there. So, whole bunch of stuff thrown at you, but. <laughs> and then you could even do like the repeater to like generate the, some graphic or something, some emoji. Right, and that's kind of what I did here was. Yeah. This is just another fun little roll up thing. That's using the repeat function based on the percentage um, in the interactions table. Awesome. That is so cool. cool. So it's it's yeah. really powerful, the, the live, you know, linking and, and determining a lot of times stuff like this, you know, would require like scripting or something, but there are ways to do it um, that make it yeah. extremely useful. Yeah. I've been able to cut back on like a lot of my crazy rollups ever since the scripting app came out, just because I could move <laughs> all of that. But I can pretty much get any data where I need it to go with rollups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. The unspoken power of, of the rollup, um, especially, I think you were using the, 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 the ability to filter a view uh, dynamically, 
it used to be, I know I'm sure you both remember before that feature came out and there was still ways where you could kind of dynamically um, select, but it was even more complex. Um, so that makes it even a bit easier. Definitely. Awesome. And is this something you can share with the community, the space? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We'll, we'll get the share link in our, in our show notes. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Ali. Thank you. All right. I'm going to bring us back. So before we do our final segment, which uh, Ali and Hannah are kind enough to uh, do, uh, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. But first, I want to do another spotlight on Onto Air, our primary sponsor for the Built On Air podcast. And what we're going to do is Ontair one of is a suite of products so we have multiple products i showcased our amplify product which is our editor that runs inside of airtable we also have a handful of products that are web-based and run outside of airtable one of our main ones is our Ontair action that's a automation platform for running automations with your on table with your airtable data and we integrate with zapier or airtables um, automations or running it directly from a script or a third-party application and have an API that you can use to, to call our, our Airtable, uh, our Ontair actions. And I want to showcase a new feature that, that we've recently released, which is our functions, which are standalone components um, or processes that, that are fully encompassed. And we have a suite of different um, functions that you can install depending on what your needs are. They do a variety of different tasks. And I'm just gonna highlight one of them that is our finance one. So if you're familiar, if you're coming from the Excel world and the finance world, I work with a lot of clients in um, finance and real estate and they're dependent on Excel primarily because of some functions that Excel has as well as Google Sheets related to um, financial formulas, financial calculations, and Airtable doesn't have those. So we brought those to Airtable. So what you can do is you can create an automation and you specify when you want that automation to run based on you select the, the base and table that we're running it in and you can configure when you want that to run. It could be based off of when a checkbox is checked or unchecked, when a date um, and time hits um, or a formula. For now, we're gonna just tell it which record IDs that, that we want to process it. And so then you just come in and configure your, your function. And we have um, most of the financial, definitely all the common financial formulas that, that you would need. Um, present value, future value payment, interest rate, principal payment rate, net present value, and internal rate of return. So you pick the one that, that you need calculated, and then it will guide you through, depending on the formula that you pick, it will guide you through where the, uh, to get the data from your Airtable base. So you simply just select which um, fields are associated with the with the variable that goes into the calculation. So the rate field, the number per, or this one, you can just set it here since typically that doesn't change on a per record basis. You can specify the payment field and formula, which as you're familiar with in Excel requires it to be a negative number going in. So this auto negates it. So if you're value in Airtable is a positive number. Um, you can click on this and it'll automatically make it negative before it goes into the formula. Or if you already have it as a negative in Airtable, then you can uncheck that. And then there's some optional values that help with the calculation, the future value, and then when to calculate it either in advance at the beginning or in arrears at the end of the period. And then you come in and you specify where you want to store the answer to this formula function. So, and the cool thing is, is you can for store it in two different places. You can store it as a raw number inside of a number cell, a number field in Airtable. 
And you can also use our formatting to format it however you want to format it. So I know our international customers are gonna love this. The ability to format things in international currencies is a huge plus. So it's very easy to set up different um, styles of, of formatting. So you just click on this and you can create as many different styles as you want. And once you create it here, this would be available for all of our functions um, to use for, for formatting output. And now the format needs to go into a text field because it will add the currency symbols and the commas and things like that. So it needs to be a text field. It can't go into a number field. The number you can use for the raw number and then a secondary field for the formatting of it. And so this will allow you to create um, currency styles or percentage styles, whatever makes sense. It has internationalization built into it. Um, it has, you can define how many fractions that you want displayed, minimum and maximum, so that you have a standard formatting. This is also used for uh, some other form functions, use units, and you can convert units from one unit to another things like that so very flexible on how you format your your output so with that then you simply just have to save it and then i'll show you our sample base that just has um, some sample numbers in here and we're going to put them into i'm going to do it on this secondary record and you'll see it'll put the answers into our answer raw and our answer formatted as we need there. So you go to the test function, select the API key that you'll be using. And then since we're in record ID mode, you do need to find the record ID of the record or records that you want to test with. This is a simple function that just exposes the, the record ID or formula and just exposes that and then just copy this value for the record that, that we want to test with right there paste it in and then hit test function and then we should see if all goes well we see our raw number so here's the raw number and then here's our formatted one so i configured it for euros so it automatically adds the symbol and any of the formatting that we wanted so we specified that we wanted a minimum of, of two decimal values and so it has that there so extremely powerful great for um financial service companies that want to use Airtable but are lacking these, these core functionalities. So check out Ontair Actions and our function library with the finance one, as well as many others that can help you in your Ontair, in your Airtable automation processes. So with that, we're gonna move on to our final segment here. And Hannah and Ali have been working in the meantime on uh, a base that I gave them just at the beginning of this show. So they hadn't seen it prior to today and they are working on it. And we're gonna do a mini competition to see kind of what's going on and how they can enhance a base that, that they just got access to that was pulled from the Airtable universe. So while they're still working on that, I'm going to um, show you the base that, that I gave them. So I pulled this from the Airtable universe and it's an event planning base um, from this company Insomniac that shared their base. You can check out this one as well as many others at airtable.com universe to give you a good starting point for anything that you're working on. And it's basically a, a staffing template. So if you think of any event that's got lots of people involved, this helps manage all of the event um, staff and what they're working on and assigned to. So you've got your staff table of the, the people and their information positions. So the different roles that they have within the events. Um, then you have your event that, that discloses um, the events that you're working on. Each event is associated with a, a venue um, and then they're hiring people for this to, to staff up. And so they have the interviewers of who is performing the interview. And then it looks like there's kind of a manager role for, for uh, managing the process. And, and this looks like it's uh, the top level master role of, of everything going on. 
So that is the base that, that they're working with. And now if we have a volunteer, anybody ready to, to showcase first? Allie, you want to go? <laughs> I, I don't have much, unfortunately. I'm, uh... Actually, yeah, your screen isn't up yet. So if you want to share your screen. Or Hannah, you want to go? Um, sure. I I have just a couple of things. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. So I actually have planned some larger events over the past several years. Not not with this many venues and this many volunteers, um, but. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is being able to communicate with them um, by email or text. And so, um, you know, either SendGrid or using the Twilio, um, that would probably be the first thing I would do um, just to be able to communicate with everyone at once. Because um, I think that's a, a main thing. Another, you know, that that's an, an app. Another app I would probably add is a summary and of the interviewers. I did the wrong table here, um, but just to see how many we have. And then the next thing I would do is using this uh, pre pre setup automation that Airtable has of the weekly digest of how many interviewers we have uh, when they're interviewing. Uh, just to get a, a digest of where we are in either every day or every week. Um, that Those are a couple of things that I think uh, would be really helpful in something like this. Awesome. So using yeah, automations, I like the, the app choice, integrating it with uh, text messaging, which would definitely come in handy in this kind of use case. So communication is is key. And having ways to communicate with with the data is really really powerful in Airtable. Thank you, Hannah. Let's go on, Allie. Let's <laughs> see what you've got cooking. Uh, not much. I have to give it to Hannah this time. That's for sure. Um, I I noticed there were just a couple of fields that were, um, like this was not a linked record field prior this was just a single select field um which seemed kind of odd to me just because it, the names of the single select options matched exactly what was already on the events table um mm -hmm. so in general i always try and if i'm gonna have a single select that has options that are the same as another table i think just link it to the other table because that way you can start collecting lots of data and also if you change the name of something then you only have to change it in one place you don't have to go and edit your single select field after that. No. Um, and that was true. There are a couple of places where that was true. So I started kind of just creating those new linked fields. Um, and then you can kind of start to get a picture of the people that were interested in the event versus who actually worked it. Um, and that was about as far as I got. And I also added a couple of pivot tables, which I think are always fun. Got to have the pivot tables. Very good. Yeah, I think that's smart using the linked records. I mean, you've got to have that to just pull everything together. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a common, you know, when you look at, at people's bases of when is there a linked table versus versus a, a drop down or multi-select. So mm -hmm. um, there's, there's usually advantage. The one advantage I think to multi-select is the coloring. If there's a way to color your, your linked records, then, yeah. um, then I would typically recommend, you know, setting up a separate base. If it's more than three or four, obviously, if it's a small number, then it's not that big a deal. Right. That's, that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you got your, uh, your charts um, and your pivot tables and you can kind of get a feel of based out by language how many events are going on by language and um, let's see what's the top one by by month okay cool so you can see by type and month so that's a multi multi-variable uh, pivot table right and this is really cool. And I, I probably wouldn't do it this way unless I were filtering it to only show like this year.
but I'm not sure if this is new or not. They just, uh, you can do month of year as opposed to month. So this will actually show the year and the month, hmm. but month of year will just show the name of the month, which is really, I think it just looks better, but obviously it's not helpful if you have data spanning many years. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so you could do that. I wonder if that works with um, formulas that are formatted as dates. Ooh, yeah, it, it does. Um, okay. Yeah, it is as long as it's a parsed as a date, if it's a right. date object, it'll let you um, bucket it by whatever value. Cool. That comes in handy, yeah. Definitely. Very good. So good sense. So nice, friendly competition. Let us know in the notes whose base you like better <laughs> and what they did with it, or if you have your own suggestions on uh, things that you like to see when you when you first look at a, an existing base and rooms for improvement. So appreciate you guys participating. That's always fun to have a little <laughs> little uh, little competition and and a little pressure to to do something in a short amount of time. But you guys definitely are a very short amount of time. <laughs> You guys are pros and you did it well. So thank you. So that concludes uh, today's episode and glad you could be with us. Feel free to check us out on builtonair.com. Join our community, join our Slack community and see what is happening. And we hope to uh, see you next time and see what you build on air. Take care.